Welcome to Syncreate, a show where we explore intersections between creativity, psychology, and spirituality. We view creativity broadly, and one of our primary goals is to demystify the creative process. I'm Melinda Rothhaus, and I help individuals and organizations bring their creative dreams and visions to life. Today on the show, Thais Bicayo Silva. A recurring theme of the show is exploring the mind-body connection as it relates to creativity. Creativity is not just an intellectual or even an emotional process. At its best, creativity is a mind, body, and spirit experience. Thais is a physical therapist, and so much more than that. She's trained in the Feldenkrais Method, which, if you've never heard of it, the idea is to expand physical flexibility and range of motion by challenging awareness and self-perception. Feldenkrais practitioners sometimes say we move according to our perceived self-image. Therefore, the work is about developing a different form of self-perception. Thais herself is originally from Brazil, and she first came to New York to pursue a dance career. Around that time, she began to also take an interest in healing and somatic work, asking herself questions about what opportunities beyond dance might also be available to her. I was like, you know, I like movement and I also love touch. How can I work with touch and movement? And then I found the Feldenkrais Institute as I was walking through Manhattan. And I have read the book before, Uh years before in Brazil, Awareness Through Movement. And I was like, oh, it's that thing. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> that thing again. Yeah. And I'm very glad that I, I try a class and, and then I stay for the whole training. I think the key and maybe the, the difference from the traditional approach, it's really give the client, the student, a chance to feel their bodies, to sense their bodies. And I think culturally, we approach the body from a performance perspective, right? It's something to be conquered or something Mm -hmm. to be tamed. So I think my work is really just give a chance for the student or the client or the patient to feel themselves, Mm -hmm. right? To close that loop. Yeah. So I've, I've taken some Feldenkrais classes as well before I met you. And my sense of it is that the movements are very, very slow, so it's about slowing down and really sensing into the body. And something we were talking about the other day is kind of feeling the body from the inside yes. out rather than as an object or looking at it from the outside in. Yes. And I think we take that from granted. For example, sometimes I see or I go to a yoga class and I love yoga, but you see that it can become very performatic. Yes. Like you're trying to make a certain shape. Yes. They become very external. So it's coming, if we go to it, it's coming from the left side of your brain. Like mm-hmm. you, you're still executing something. Yeah. So you have to shift to go to the right side and start to... And then it's beautiful because you feel connected. You feel mm-hmm. connected with yourself, with others, with the environment. Mm-hmm. For me, it was really a gift that I could get there spontaneously using movement as a portal. And that's great because you've also said to me that if imagination is your superpower, that your tool 
is movement. Yes. So what's that connection between imagination and movement for you? So for me, organic movement, spontaneous movement takes a lot of freedom. You need to be free. You need to be confident. And I do think those soup skills are also part of creativity because you're seeing something that's not there or you want to bring to life something exactly. that doesn't exist yet. Yes. So you need to be confident. You need to explore. So all those qualities, they're also there. And it's also more of a listening state. You explore and you listen and you feel, and then you bring something to life. Mm -hmm. So I think so many sub skills of creativity and movement, they kind of, they're in the same realm. For me, they belong. That's great. I'm actually just making this kind of new connection right now as we're talking about it, because just to kind of rephrase what you said, I view creativity as this process of, you know, using our imagination to visualize something and then to bring it into being. So in some way, it's magical in the sense that we're creating something out of nothing. But you just filled in, I think, a gap for me that how do we manifest that it starts with movement with the body yeah. in many cases because the, the mind and body are not really separated right right mm -hmm. so if you're free in your body if you if you're free if your movements are free and you're spontaneous probably you are a very creative person you yes. have that portal open and um it's coming from all the training that I had wasn't so easy to allow my creativity to flow and mm -hmm. and I call it like develop my handwriting because I had wonderful teachers and but there was a moment that I felt that I was almost like an extension of my teachers mm -hmm. and I start to get lost and not feeling connect with the work anymore feeling bored and just tired of like I was repeating myself over and over mm, again yeah so I have to I had to leave this place that I love so much with work there and I have to integrate mm -hmm. and I got some people saying this is not Feldenkrais or this is not physical therapy or this is not dance what are you doing mm -hmm. and I'm like I don't know what I'm doing I'm just doing it and yet it's so powerful. And I can attest to that personally. You know, there's so much research coming out these days about somatic intelligence and how we hold trauma in the body, right? People like Bessel van der Kolk, the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and even going back to people like Wilhelm Reich, the psychologist who talked about character armoring and how we kind of bolster ourselves and hold ourselves in certain ways to kind of armor against the world and just how we chronically hold tension, traumas, we hold our breath when we're stressed. And I'll give a specific example. So I came to see you, I remember one particular day I was in a lot of pain and I got on the table and we did some hands-on work and the work you do is very subtle. It's not like any kind of physical therapy I've experienced before. You know, I sprained my ankle some years ago and I went to a physical therapist and he just like mashed on me, <laughs> you know, and I was like screaming in pain or another time, you know, they gave me some exercises to do. But what you do, it's hands-on, but it's so subtle. It almost feels like what are you even doing? <laughs> and then I remember I, you had me get up and walk around the studio afterwards. And it was like, I feel like I'm walking for the first time. It was so profound. And I'm wondering, how does that work? <laughs> how would you describe that? So as 
you are sensing, I'm giving you a chance to sense and feel yourself, but I'm doing the same. So I'm sensing your body at the same time, which in truth is such a beautiful experience because I have to be very available. Because if my body is creating a lot of noise, the only thing that I can feel is my own noise. Yes. So it's, it make me, uh, it make to raise the bar in my own organization. Mm -hmm. I have to be in the state in which I can be sensitive and present. Yeah. And as you, as you notice, I'm never wearing shoes, mm -hmm. right? I'm always sitting on the, on the stool, very firm, but mm -hmm. not a lot of support so I can move. So the same, it's almost like I have to create for myself the experience that I want you to have. Mm -hmm. And when I'm teaching group, I have to do the lesson before. Mm -hmm. So it keeps me in the process. I'm not an outsider. I'm not the specialist. We are all doing the same work. I'm mm -hmm. communicating mm -hmm. because I don't want you to feel my touch. I want you to feel your body, your movement. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm there, but I don't want to be there at the same time. I'm just guiding. Uh, and we practice a lot. And it was described to me as like you're holding a baby. Mm -hmm. You're firm, you're present, but mm -hmm. you're not holding. They, you know, you don't. You just want them to feel safe with you and yes. feel the touch. That's something that will they would go towards and not withdraw from you. Because yeah. like I said before, you can trigger all that trauma again. So even the way that we are going to bring the hand, right? You're not going to come to someone's neck like that. You have to kind of mm -hmm. find a way that your nonverbal communication is also say, hey, I'm here. We are together. We are co-create. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing that is. And what a gift, you know, to go somewhere and even for an hour to be able to lay down and feel safe. I always come out of the sessions feeling so relaxed and <laughs> kind of almost spacey. But, you know, I've been to other healing practitioners before where they did use too much force or they actually hurt me worse than I was already hurting, not on purpose, but just be a lack of skillfulness. Yeah, because we don't practice. From PT school, you practice how to do things. You get the angle and you get this and you get that, but you're not listening to your own body. It's not a communication. Again, it's, right. it's a performance. You learn to execute a maneuver. And Feldenkrais is about connection. Yeah, You feel the ease in my body and then I feel yours and I feel when your body changes and you feel it too. So, and then in the end, you just feel the difference. We, we create a gradient. It's like, that's how your body was before. That's how it, it is now. And when you feel that difference, mm -hmm. that's where learning happens. It's like, oh, because you create a little contrast and you like that. Yeah. Right? So it's like, what is this now? I, this is you. This is you without those layers that you're talking before, right. without your armor. And for people, sometimes they are carrying that armor for so long. And don't even realize it. And then it's like, who is this person? What was you? Mm -hmm. You, it, it has been you the whole time. It just, it was hidden somewhere underneath all of that. But one thing important for us to know is that the armor is not bad, right? And you're always saying that to me, like, yeah. oh, there's a certain intelligence to that. Yes, it it was necessary. Yeah, the only reason why it stick to you it because it was probably. Mm linked to survival, emotional, psychological, physical. But we developed that for protection. And then there is an intelligence saying, I'm not going to let this go. This serve me. So in one hand, you relax. But in the other hand, you offer support. It's like, you don't need this. Look, you can use this. Mm -hmm. And then you offer a more skillful, flexible, and more dynamic 
mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. to deal with the demands. And from that place, new things are possible. Yes. Right. And again, this, it opens that portal, yeah. right? Because you know that you... I like it. when you feel your body free, there is a sense of confidence that you feel strong because you become whole. Definitely. And right. then, you know, how many new things you can bring to life now that you are incorporating all of that yes. into your being. Yeah. So that's that kind of leads beautifully to what I wanted to talk about next, which is that we're planning a workshop together around the idea of finding your voice and embodying creativity. And we were talking the other day, and you touched on this kind of in the beginning of the conversation about how we can go into the body non-judgmentally, which is, of course, contrary to how we usually approach ourselves from this very superficial, we're constantly judging our appearance and all this, but like the ability to just go into the body, putting all that other stuff aside, and then anything is possible from that space. And so I'm curious to hear more of your thoughts on, you know, how can we awaken creativity by tuning into our internal somatic and sensory experience? I think when we go in, in this case, we are using movement, but there's different uh, ways to do that. Mm-hmm. But you create the safe space because when you can't, those two, those states cannot coexist. Yeah. You can be in your critical mind and your sensing mind at the same time. Like yeah. They're kind of two different operational modes. So I think what stops creativity is the inner critical, right? Mm-hmm. That criticism that probably it didn't start internally start from the outside mm-hmm. right maybe it was the way that was brought up maybe it was a teacher at school but for some reason that inner critic grew like we're walking around with this internal sensor all the time and you can't that's not a safe place to create how can you bring anything new so when you go to this sensing when you create that space for you, it's safe. You can have silly thoughts. You can say silly, silly things. <laughs> right. You can move in a silly way. Yeah, It brings that childhood, I think, that yes, freedom. The playfulness. The playfulness and yeah. the joy. So that's what I feel like my dream mm-hmm. would be that we all would be experts and yeah. going in without the dissociation. But on purpose, right? You open that portal, you go in, you create beautiful things, you bring them to life. And because it's yours, and that's what I felt when I started doing this work, I, I kind of free myself from wrong or right. It just feel real. That's my essence. And it's coming from an authentic place. Exactly. So yeah. what can you say, you know, mm. with someone just being themselves? You can't, right. there's no, you can't say anything about it. Right. You deny, because then you deny them an expression, which is their right. So I think it's for me, again, that this place, this beautiful place, things can come to life. It's very safe. It's very nurturing. And I think it's so important for anyone who's exploring their creativity in whatever way that might be, whatever medium or context that, you know, to do some kind of somatic work, whether it's breathing or movement related or whatever it might be, that that's a tool for accessing. And like you said, there is so many research now Mm -hmm. how the body informs the mind. Yes. I think it's Antonio Damasio. 
in his book, I think, Descartes' Error. Mm -hmm. And he talked about yes. your sense of self yes. and how that feeds on your posture, your tone. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a tool that you can use to unlock. And really, we have this wonderful, beautiful body. And we are just approaching from a different place and, he, and it's instead of coming from a place in which like teach me tell me yeah right <laughs> yes so much we can learn from that the mind can learn from the body yep even though of course they're not separate but we tend to think of them sometimes as separate so one thing that I want to touch into, we've had so many conversations about this somatic work and you know, how people experience it differently, the, the sensual aspects of tuning into the body and how you've mentioned to me that, you know, a lot of your clients tend to be women. And we were speculating, you know, why is that? Is there some sense that women or women identifying people are more comfortable being in their body or experiencing? expressing or exploring that sensuality. And yet, I think we both agree that that men or men identifying people, you know, that's so important. That healing work really needs to be done, especially in this time when we're talking about, you know, Me Too and toxic masculinity. And we all need healing, the men just as much as the women. Yeah, that it's very uh, necessary because I think this relation with power. Yes. Right? Men approach power, not everyone, but from an aggressive sometimes, mm -hmm. maybe even violent, mm -hmm. right? Um, um, so, like we said before, the power of being integrated, right? Mm -hmm. You integrate your emotions, especially boys, right? I, I don't think anymore, maybe not this generation, but, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s and, mm -hmm. you know, boys don't cry or boys. So we teach our boys to dissociate from mm -hmm. their emotions. And yeah. then you are in that building, right? That is the mind. Now you're, there is a floor missing, right? You, you are lacking a very important source of information, right? So mm -hmm. it is through integration and then with that the rigidity in the body mm -hmm. right and again that sense of self mm -hmm. right usually when i work i see men has a very poor differentiation in their pelvis mm -hmm. the perception of the pelvis is, mm -hmm. is very poor compared to women mm -hmm. and it's not nothing linked to their it's not a physical incapacity it's just that that is a way of walk and there is a way of shake the hand and right. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like being rewarded for being strong. And I, I think it's just an invitation, right? It's not an attack. It's just an invitation to, well, strength has many angles. That it you can, can look different ways. That's right. Yeah. And the more you know, the more you integrate, mm -hmm. right, all your abilities and capacity, the stronger mm -hmm. you become. You know, because we also have aggressive, uh, you know, we can also be very aggressive and violent sure, women. Sure, sure. Um, of course, there's also this biological, our cycles mm -hmm. call us to the body, mm -hmm. right? So we feel that more strongly than men. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that is so much room for improvement. Yeah, and it strikes me that men, women, people of any gender or orientation could that there could be a real healing by connecting more and sensing into 
Yeah, the body. own your body. Yeah. Right? It's amazing yeah. for a reason. We have all this capacity, right? We talk about using less of our, I don't know, mental capacity. Mm -hmm. the, the same is true for the body. Yeah. And who knows if that's not linked. Right. And <laughs> how are we limiting the full spectrum of our capabilities when we're not fully inhabiting our bodies? Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I think we are about to the end of our time. Anything else you just want to add or or share before we close? No, I think it, it's just leaving this invitation, right? You have this body yeah. on it. Explore yeah. it, yeah. you know, become your best friend, become intimate with it, yes. right? And see what happens. <laughs> yeah, and, and see what creative possibilities flow from that. Yep. Great. So if people want to find out more about your work, how can they find you? My website, um, myolimovement.com. Okay. Um, also on Instagram, myolimovement. And yes. just, uh, just the spelling of that, M-A-Y-O-L-I-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T, myolimovement.com. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much, Thais. Oh, thank you it's for great having to be me. With you. <laughs> it was great. Thank yes, you. absolutely. <laughs> Thanks again to Thais Bicayo Silva for our conversation. You can find out more about her at maolimovement.com. That's M-A-Y-O-L-I movement.com. This episode was produced by Mike Osborne with production assistance by Brandon Burke. Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn, where you can also find out more about Syncreate. Thanks for listening and see you next time.